0: ladies and gentlemen it is tuesday once again and you're of course watching your favorite show the conflict of interest hosted by myself and king rich akeem richens and the bills merch today what's the special occasion my friend
1: i mean you know it's conflict of interest baby it's, it's the obvious quite the obvious a rich akeem richens this is the conflict of interest myself the real dan kelly we're excited to be here we're delighted to be here It's almost towards the end of the the dog days of summer in terms of the lack of football. And we're just happy to get football underway, man. What's going on, Dan?
0: I don't know, hey, Rich. It's another day closer to the regular season. I tell you that much. And that's all we need to know. Everybody, thank you for coming out and watching the conflict of Interest brought to you on the Built in Buffalo Network. We appreciate you coming out. A lot of stuff to talk about today. We're starting off with uh, the rookies in training camp. A little bit on Madden. If you're gamers, you're going to want to stick around for that. And then we're going on to the defensive position groups that we didn't touch on last week. Let's start with the rookies. Hey, Rich, they reported to training camp on Monday. Okay? Yep. Now, I want to hear some of your expectations for, for anybody, whether it be an offensive player, a defensive player, a late-round pick, an early-round pick. Who do you have your eye on? And I think I may know where you're going with it, first of all.
1: Uh, I, you know, it's for me. It's it's about the defensive side of the ball. Okay. And for me, it's more about the defensive side of the ball. I've been personally clamoring for the Buffalo Bills to upgrade and add to this position for years, and the Buffalo Bills have finally done so. And that's the cornerback position. Drafting Kyer Elam. Uh, okay, so, so you're going the
0: easy picks. route, picking yes. our first round pick.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Going, going. All right. To- Going with the obvious, I'm going with the obvious. Let's, okay, let's, I, I was it's expecting. Not, it's not complicated here.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I was expecting to hear about James Cook and what he brings to this offense. As much as I've heard you talk about him, that was the route I was expecting you to go. But hey, Rich, it's it's all about one position that the Bills drafted. It's about the punter, the punt god, Matt Horiza. Hopefully, going to be winning that competition. I haven't heard anything about the special teams uh, competition regarding the punting. Position in camp, but I'm hoping a rise that comes out on top. What are your thoughts on Terrell Bernard, knowing that Andre Smith is going to miss at least six days? And we got Daniel out here and we got Kim here. Appreciate you guys. You guys are here every week. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, I think it's all. it depends on how he progresses throughout training camp. Right, Uh, I think that's going to be important. We know the Buffalo Bills they like to play their rookies, but they understand that they're rookies and they want to develop them at the same time. And they like sometimes sometimes, they don't
0: like to play them, sometimes they don't like to play them, and they'll keep them on the sideline for hey, more than half the season.
1: Sometimes they like to bring them along slowly. So we'll see what happens with Terrell Bernard. They still have Terrell Dotson, Medikevich, they still have other guys, other bodies that can fill in roles and Matt
0: well, does not see the field on defense. He only sees no. the field on special teams coverage.
1: And that's and that's probably where uh Terrell Bernard will start on on special teams and work his way up from there.
0: Yeah, but Matt is a special teams like player. He he is in that role. He cannot go from special teams player to defensive not even like a role player on the defense, I don't think. With Terrell Bernard, you have that option because he's young enough to be able to go, hey, special teams is where I'm going to start in my career, but there's room to move forward. And I don't think Madicavich can do that anymore. I think he's kind of pigeonholed was the word I was looking for, pigeonholed into that special teams unit. Let's talk a little on Madden, A-Rich, because the, the ratings have been coming out. People have problems with him. Some people don't. Some people don't care. If you don't care, don't listen for a little bit. It's going to be real quick. The wide receivers, hey, Rich, I got them on, on the screen for you. Mm-hmm. The top, what do we have? Four, five, six, looks like ten, eight, ten. I can't see with this comment in the way. One second, let me get rid of that. Okay, that that would be the nine, maybe. Three, four, five,
1: six,
0: seven, eight, ten. Mm-hmm. Six, eight, ten. Top ten, there we top go. Ten, top ten. Devontae Adams, 99 overall. No complaints, right?
1: Right, I agree, 100%. So-
0: Stefan Diggs is on this list at yes. number five. What, what are your thoughts on that? do you think five is a fair position for Stefan Diggs above Justin Jefferson, which is pretty interesting
1: uh I you know what so I, I feel two ways that I go on both sides of the spectrum here on one side I feel like hey number five I think is' I, I, I think it's fine. Number five, a top five NFL wide receiver that's on the Buffalo Bills. I yep. really like that. I, I could agree with that. And at the same time, I feel like he could be four. Because DeAndre Hopkins, now listen, he's a great player. DeAndre Hopkins is a great player, but he hasn't been healthy. And I think I, I think that matters a little bit. So as much as I love the position at number five, I think he should have even been ranked above DeAndre at number four.
0: Okay. And I'm I'm gonna agree with you. I think he should be above DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins had a an off year last year, and that's why I don't think he deserves that 96. Digs at a 95. I'm I'm okay initially with the 95, mm-hmm. but then you see the list. I'll tell you, guys like Tyreek Hill, and when I say guys like Tyreek Hill, I mean just Tyreek Hill. He's boosted because of his speed. That's the reason that Tyreek Hill's a ninety-seven. Madden ratings, when it comes to speed, has an immense amount of
1: wait Um, on it wait
0: yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and you see mike evans there terry mclaurin getting respect in the top 10 keenan allen i don't know if he still deserves to be in the top 10 realistically i think there are wide receivers better than him and amari cooper sneaks in there at 10 i want to tell you who the 15th ranked wide receiver is in madden a rich who's the 15th 15th ranked wide receiver in madden is jamar chase
1: Mm. that's interesting very he does
0: not, he should not be 15. He should so, not be 15.
1: And who's 11 through 14?
0: I don't know everybody 11 through 14 because not mm. all the ratings have come out completely. Mm. But I know I think Lockett is ahead of him. Okay, I think. Um, who else? Who else is there? I I remember hearing about this. Um, freaking Saints. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, who hasn't still? played football in two years, wow, ahead, ahead of him, wow. It's just it's just disrespectful, quite a frankly, bit. To, to have Jamar Chase that way. Uh, Daniel says Madicavich played some defense last year, played surprisingly well. But we're misinformed in this matter, so I, I looked into this a little bit, uh, Daniel, and it looks like Madicavich played three point nine nine percent of snaps for the Bills last year on defense, <laughs> out of a seventeen game season, three point nine nine percent of snaps. Isn't that much for me to be able to say that he played good or he played bad. I think he's been pigeonholed, whether that's his fault or not. I, I can't tell you, you know what I mean? He was, when he was signed to the bills, it was as a special teams player. Like that was going to be his role moving forward. Sure. He may get a little bit of time here and there, but I don't think he's going to develop into anything more than a very possible role player. I don't see that happening with guys like Dotson, with guys like Terrell Bernard coming in and hopefully staying healthy because that's really what it is. Maybe Madikavich saw the field due to some injuries or due to somebody getting tired. We got Dave out here. Let's go everybody. And please, if you haven't already smash that like button for us, we do appreciate it. Hey, Rich, let's move on to the tight ends in Madden. And, and I was pretty happy with this, pretty happy with this, the top 15 we have for tight ends. Number one, Travis Kelsey. I agree. I think George Kittle, number two works out three Mark Andrews, Eh, I'm okay. I I think maybe Darren Waller and Andrew should either be the same or Waller should be a little over. I think Hawkinson is very high for for what he's done in the NFL thus far. But let's move on to who everybody wants to talk about. Dawson Knox at 11. Any complaints with Dawson Knox at 11?
1: No, no complaints at all. No complaints at all with Dawson Knox. He made a, a, a very good leap in his individual progression last year. Uh, he led the NFL in touchdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's played on national television multiple times and had some good games, uh, with the recipient being from Josh Allen, of course. Uh, I think that the 83 is is definitely warranted, and being the 11th best sounds about right to me. I, 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 I like this rating.
0: I do initially. When I hear, hey, he's the 11th ranked tight end in the league, I like that. I think that you should put Knox at an 84, and drop Henry and Ertz to an 83. Because mm. Ertz is is just aging at this point. He he isn't what he once was on the Eagles. And Hunter Henry did not have a great season with the Patriots. So I think maybe that could be moved around. But I'm okay with mm. Knox where he is. Higby below him, Schultz, Fant, Ingram. Ingram's still highly rated for some reason. I don't know why. But, you know, it's going to happen. Mad, Madden's going to Madden. Mm. And EA going to EA, as they say. Uh, Daniel says Lorenzo Alexander was a career special teams player. Don't sell special teams guys short. Agreed. I can agree on this. I, I don't see the same jump in Madikavich's game just because I don't see a role for him moving forward. When Lorenzo Alexander came in, there was a spot for him to play because the Bills needed to fill that spot with somebody. And luckily Alexander, for whatever reason, this just was his place. It worked out for him. The system. Really lent to him, and he played amazing for his years in Buffalo. We got don't is this donut bop? What a very interesting name your parents gave you, sir. Stoked to be off of work so I can hang with you guys tonight. We're stoked to have you. John says Hawkinson hasn't even been that good. Agree, John. I think it's just because you know he was a first round pick. He's very athletic. Earth is in the twilight of his career. Yep, agreed, Daniel. So, so that's where we're at with Madden. There's other rankings come out. The top ten linebackers came out a little bit before we came on A Rich. And Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano both not inside the top ten in terms of linebackers, which is a little interesting. But linebackers is where we left off last week after we spoke about the defensive line. So ranking the groups of linebackers in the AFC East. Now, Rich, last last week we, we agreed a lot more than I thought we would, but we also had our disagreement. So let's see where we go here. Ranking the groups of linebackers in the AFC East. Who is number one for you? The Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, or the New York Jets?
1: The Buffalo Bills, number one linebacker. All right. Number Buffalo one linebacker. Bills. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? Buffalo Bills. Tremaine. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Matt Milano. Now, as much as we talk about Tremaine Edmonds and and sometimes Matt Milano's play uh, in this division, there, in my opinion. It's 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 not even a discussion. These guys are the best in the division. Tremaine Edmonds has been nothing but steady for the Buffalo Bills, solid, over a hundred tackles each season throughout his career with the Buffalo Bills. Matt Milano has has been a uh, 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 excellent linebacker filling in that fifth round pick role. He has been a steal at his position when he was drafted, and they are on the field when they're both healthy a hundred percent of the time. They don't have to step off the field, especially playing that nickel that nickel based defense. They're both three down, three down, linebackers, three down yeah. linebackers. So I have the Buffalo Bills uh linebacker core at, at at number one.
0: I I have been number one too. It it really just. I don't think there's much competition for them in terms of linebackers in the AFC East. Edmonds, Milano, both over 100 tackles. Matt Milano graded, I think, like 70.5 from PFF. But I want to get into some statistics for you, a that I went into this week regarding defense in the AFC East, okay? So points per game last year, you know who was first in that category, right? Yes. And in po- in points allowed per game. Who was number one?
1: points allowed per game yep the most points or least points allowed
0: the least points allowed the bills yeah the bills it's 17. Mm -hmm. new england was second at 17.8 and then you have miami's right about in the middle of the pack i think it's 16 and the new york jets are 32nd so points per game the bills come out in that category in rushing yards per game this is where it gets interesting a rich the bills and the dolphins both tied for rushing yards per game at 109.8 yards allowed, it's it's about 13th, 14th on the list. They rank mm. the Bills higher. I'm not sure if that's due to alphabetics or if mm. it's due to other metrics. Mm. But it's it's weird because every other team on this list, out of all 32, a rich nobody else matches exactly except for the Bills and the Dolphins and rushing yards allowed per game. Yeah, that's in passing yards allowed per game, the Bills only allowed. 163 passing yards per game. Now I thought that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And, And it is in the NFL in the year 2021, now 2022. But I'll tell you, like I did all of last season on the pregame and the postgame show, the bills did not play much talent in terms of the quarterback position. I went through their schedule trying to find some notable quarterbacks that they played and be like, Oh, look at the performance they had against this guy. And there really wasn't anybody I could find. I was fully expecting to find two, three guys. Hey, the Bills kept this to to this, but really they just didn't play anybody that was elite last year at the quarterback position.
1: And you in know the regular what?
0: season, in the regular season.
1: So I'll say that as to say this, man. And and while I do agree, I I still I can't take the credit away from the Bills secondary. at No, the same you can't. Term.
0: You can't, but I just, I just thought there would be more. I thought there could have been somebody where the bills kept, you know, some elite quarterback to have a very bad game. You know what I mean? Kind of like how Josh Allen played against like the Falcons, not a great game. Excuse me. They're at the end of the season. We won. And that's what matters at the end of the day. But I was hoping to find one of those and I didn't. And I was kind of surprised. I
1: mean, you know what, you know, it, I can't complain much. I mean, I understand you want you want that game where you can say, "Hey, hey we did eight, this week eight. We did this to Tom Brady, or week twelve, we did this exactly. to Justin Herbert." And it yep. wasn't there. It's more of a it's more of a collaborative effort throughout the season. You know, yep. uh, as you continue to punch in numbers in a game by game basis, you'll notice that the Buffalo Bills defense is is pretty damn good. Now, you can't again. The the teams one that in the league, number one the, in the league. The team that they're playing, these other teams are playing similar opponents on a week to week basis and couldn't hold them them to those numbers that the Buffalo Bills held those guys to. So uh, I got to give credit to them at the end of the day. But you're right. We'll see what happens this year. We play some really good quarterbacks this year. Maybe maybe we can find that that it game that that game where we could reflect on this year. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and, and there were only four teams that kept uh, quarterbacks under 200 yards. That's the Bills, the Patriots, the Bears, and the Panthers. That, that's a little surprising, Bears and Panthers up there. But let's get into the second-best linebacking core in the AFC East, which is going to be the New England Patriots with Jawan Bentley, Josh Uche, Raquan McMillan, Mac Wilson. Uh, Mac Wilson just traded for this offseason, formerly of the Browns. McMillan used to play in Miami. I don't know if he was all – I think he was also a part of the Raiders at one point, a young player who's moved around a little bit. But Bentley's really good. Uche was a, a free agent pickup. I think these guys are pretty talented. They're good in terms of depth, and I think they're going to be right behind the Bills in terms of linebackers in the AFC East.
1: Yeah, I like it. I agree 100%. Uh, that's where I have I have the Patriots at number two as well. I I, I like Juwan Bentley. I think he's a solid linebacker. He flashes. He's, he's a hard nosed,
0: hard nosed kind of guy.
1: Hard nosed, hard nosed guy. Uh, I like, uh, I like Mac Wilson. I like Raquan McMillan. I, I, I like the depth that they have. It's nothing too spectacular, but it's solid, solid yeah. overall group. Nevertheless, the, guy, the guys behind the,
0: the starters can still produce. You know, so so I think that that's what plays well in the Patriots' favor. Who do you have at third in the division in terms of linebackers? eh hey, Rich.
1: Uh, third in the division in terms of linebackers, I have um, I have the Miami Dolphins.
0: Correct. Miami Dolphins, Jerome Baker, Jalen Phillips, Landon Roberts, Andrew Van Ginko. Now, originally, I had the Dolphins second. And then I went through and did some more research and realized that, no, not quite yet. Baker still has some room to grow. Jalen mm-hmm. Phillips, he's listed as a linebacker. I kind of feel like he's more of an edge rusher. I'm not sure exactly what he plays in that system. And Landon Roberts, nothing special, very average kind of starter. And Van Ginkel is another average kind of guy. So just with knowing that, that there's room to develop for Baker and there's really nobody else, I, I have the Dolphins here at third. What do you think?
1: You know, I like it. I like it. I think Jerome Baker, he does have room to grow and develop, but I do think that he does flash at times as well. I think he does flash and pop out on tape some. I believe the Miami Dolphins gave him a contract extension uh, the year before last, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I like Jermon, Jerome Baker. He has some talent. We'll see with Phillips, uh, Robertson, and Van Ginkle. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. But I do have him third because I simply don't think the Jets have enough talent and depth at their linebacker position to, to claim uh, one of the top three spots.
0: So Daniel says they played versus Mahomes and Brady in the regular season may not have had great defensive games. Trey may have been out when they faced Brady. Uh, He was out when they faced uh, the Bucs, for sure. Tredavious was hurt by that point because Dane Jackson got absolutely destroyed, and I remember that greatly. You're right. They they did play those two quarterbacks, and they beat Mahomes, but they beat the Chiefs when everybody was kind of beating the Chiefs. It wasn't just the Bills beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs were losing on a regular basis to start off the season, and not that – that's the Bills' fault or anything. I guess maybe you, you could point to that Mahomes game, but that Brady Brady did not have a bad performance against the Bills. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't point to that and be like, oh, the Bills did this to Brady because mm-hmm. we lost. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to bring that up. And fourth, we have the New York Jets in terms of linebackers. Hampson, Azaldine, C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, Marcel Harris. I'll tell you, a I was not a huge fan when the Jets went out and signed C.J. Mosley a couple years ago because I thought he was a really good player. I thought he was – you know, going to really help turn that defense around. And I'm glad to say that he hasn't. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's worked out in the way mm-hmm. they've wanted. There's no mm-hmm. names here that stand out. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the hell Marcel Harris is. And that tells me everything I need to know about the Jets linebackers.
1: Yeah, man, it's just, it, it you know, it leaves a lot to be desired here. Uh I'm pretty sure in, inside the Jets locker room, they'll tell you they have C.J. Mosley. They still believe in him. Quincy Williams, that's Quincy Quentin Williams, the defensive tackle. That's his brother playing on the team. Is He's, it? Really? Yes, okay. yes. He's flashed and showed some things a couple of times. So they're young. They're, they're not household names, and because of that, and they lack the production, Uh we got them fourth.
0: They're young, but they're also not guys who have all this much potential. These mm-hmm. aren't first-round picks. These aren't mm-hmm. second-round picks. They may be third and fourth round picks, and sometimes that works out. Look at Matt Milano, for instance. Mm-hmm. But with a team who's had a problem with a culture and with a coaching staff, you know, just rotating guys in and out on a regular basis, that's why the Jets are fourth. Mm-hmm. This is where it's gonna get a little controversial, A Rich. Ranking the cornerback groups in the AFC East. I'm gonna tell you, A Rich. Number one for me is the Miami Dolphins. Okay. And and it was it was a hard decision. I'll, I'll tell you, I flipped. I flipped a few times because the Bills had the number one defense in the NFL. Not only that, they had the number one secondary in the NFL. They also allowed the least amount of points per game. They allowed the least amount of passing yards per game.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: all of that goes into this. But in terms of, of talent, I had to put the Dolphins first because I think the reason that the Bills have the number one defense in terms of all of those categories is because of the safeties. I think Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde play such a huge role on this team in helping those cornerbacks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and and his own scheme, of course. The Dolphins with Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Noah Igbenogany, Nick Needham. Igbenogany flashed as a rookie. Howard, really good, underrated, I think. On the Miami Dolphins And then Byron Jones coming over from the Cowboys Signed a massive contract But has played well through it I still don't know if I'm sold On Miami as number one here Because I'm kind of talking myself out of it As I'm speaking Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think they may be number one on paper But it may not shake out that way In terms of when the game starts
1: Um, And you know what I'm not surprised you went here Actually You know (laughs) You know, you got Xavier Howard. The first two names, the first two names are real top-heavy names. Yep. And and they and they can those top-heavy names can sway you, but they didn't sway me. I have the Buffalo Bills (laughs) as the number one. Okay. 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 So so so
0: so this is what we're going to talk about, and and this is fine. I think I think it's super close in terms of this, and. Okay, Scott, statistics don't tell the story, as we all know. Bill's defense didn't feel like number one. Too many lapses in run defense and soft zone coverage. Agree, Scott. I really like that comment from you. It, it makes a lot of sense. The Bill's defense was number one in the league, but at times it definitely did not feel that way. You look at the game against the Jags. Let me ask you this, A-Rich. Is Dane Jackson better than Xavier Howard? No. Okay, is Dane Jackson better than Byron Jones? No, no. Okay. <laughs> now, Taron Johnson, you can definitely say I think is better than Igbenogany. Mm-hmm. But Taron Johnson is, is a slot guy. I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. But I think Igbenogany can also play outside. And then you look at Kyrie Elam, who comes in as an unproven rookie, who's not better than Xavier Howard or Byron Jones, or even Noah Igbenogany at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to put Miami at number one. Because there just wasn't enough, and we don't know when Tre'Davious White's coming back. You're the one who always tells me, "Hey Dan, he may not, he may not be ready by week one." So that's why I had to put Miami at number one.
1: So the reason why I got to put the Bills at number one is when healthy, Tre'Davious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the game. You know, just like a Xavier Howard when healthy is one of the best cornerbacks in the game. After that. Hey, John says you're homerun right now. No, nah, I'm really not. I'm re- when healthy. When healthy. Now, I, like I said, I think the Miami Dolphins are a very good cornerback core. I think this. I think it's top heavy. I think we're we're being narrow in terms of looking at the names of Xavier Howard. You don't like monogamy,
0: do you? I, I, I he's not better than Teron Johnson. Not he's, yet, but he also can play outside. Can Teron Johnson play outside?
1: But what's the point of playing outside if you didn't master inside? You didn't master your natural position. Who cares if you can play outside yet? You know, Teron Johnson is a better slot corner. Some, sometimes
0: than- it's better to to not master one and learn others. Be good in everything instead of being great in one thing.
1: I say this. I think when healthy... The Buffalo Bills have a top 10 outside cornerback and a top five slot cornerback in the NFL. I do believe Xavier Howard but is a you, top five you corner. Can you bet on his
0: health? Can you bet on Tredavious White's health? Can you say, hey, he's going to be starting week one, and we know the Bills are going to have the best secondary in the AFC East if he's back? Because maybe, maybe he comes back with a little rust on his legs.
1: T- all right, all right. So let's th- think about let's think about this for a, se- for a second. We're talking about top heavy guys. What about the rest of the depth here? What about Dane Jackson as a depth guy and Kyrie Elam and, and 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 guys of that sort? Compared those to those are
0: those uh, are depth guys. They they're on the field almost every snap.
1: Not necessarily. not necessary. Well, one of them is going to be on the field and one is not. You know, so but when Travius White when Tredavis White comes back, it's yep. going to be it's going to be White, Elam, uh Teron Johnson. And then you so have So you
0: think you think you think that by the time that Tradavius White plays, even if it's week one or week two, mm-hmm. you think Kyir Elam is already gonna have beaten out Dane Jackson? Yes. Really?
1: <laughs> yes. I think yeah. I, Leslie Frazier said even Leslie Frazier even said it. Leslie Frazier said, and I'm paraphrasing here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that Leslie Frazier <laughs> Now you're good, you're good. Leslie Frazier stated that. We need Kair Elam to, to play well early, right? So if he's playing, if he's playing well early, I can't imagine him not being on the field. And just just by uh history with EJ Gaines and Kevin Johnson and the cornerbacks that we had in the past, I, I, I have every every bone in my body that tells me that Kyrie Elam indeed has a, a, a very good opportunity to start off on the right foot. So
0: okay. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you ne- next to quarterback the hardest position to play in the NFL is defensive back and as a rookie starting against the Rams I don't like his chances of starting off super hot and hey rich if if all of your bones in your body are talking to you I think you need to go see the doctor once more because that's <laughs> not a normal thing but let's get into the the next position uh next corners ranked in the AFC east and I'm telling you man it was pretty easy for me. The New York Jets, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Michael Carter II, and Bryce Hall. Not to be confused with Bryce Hall, the running back, or Michael Carter, the running back. Mm-hmm. I had to put the Jets here just because of the potential of Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. just mention that cornerback is a very hard position to play, but this is a guy that could have very well went higher in the draft. I believe he went fourth. And the Jets, based on potential, because the other team that we're looking at here is the Patriots, right? So I have the Dolphins first, the Bills second, the Jets third, and the Patriots fourth. The Patriots are fourth because, to me, their cornerback group is full of older players or guys who just are average at best. I think the Jets have DJ Reed, who's probably average, Michael Carter, who's average, Bryce Hall's average but the potential of sauce gardner tells me that this group could be better than the patriots
1: i agree i agree 100% here uh i even i'll take it a step further i think dj reed is above average i think dj reed is a, okay, is, a, okay. is a pretty solid pretty solid corner uh, along with sauce gardner they have so Rice. john
0: john mister homerin says if we're talking about rookie for arrival we'll be downgrading them I'd like to mention to you right now, John, we are not downgrading the rivals' rookies. We're talking about Sauce Gardner and saying that him alone, <laughs> in a way, makes the Jets' corners better than the Patriots. So I don't think – if you ever think we're downgrading people, I don't think that's how it is. It may come out that way. Obviously, we're Bills fans. I try not to let the bias get in the way. And if it is, I will mention to you, hey, this may be a little bias. Lone Wolf Ooh. says, Elam over Jackson all day. Definitely agrees with you, Akeem uh elon will be a starter early likely week one. First round picks are expected to be starters year one possible exception is qb no i th- I, th- I don't think that's always the case not anymore i mean the bills drafted gregory rousseau in the first round and he, he didn't start immediately did he it took uh, a couple of weeks
1: i think it took a couple of weeks i believe it took a couple of weeks yes
0: so you said D- dj reed is above average
1: yeah, I like DJ a lot. And
0: you think Sauce Gardner is uh, maybe possibly the defensive rookie of the year? I think he's definitely gonna be in the conversation.
1: I, I think you know he was draft, he's drafted high. He didn't give up a touchdown in college in his career. Uh he's 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 one of them corners that's supposed to be. He an was excellent your second corner, corner in the
0: draft, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. He was. I really like I really like Sauce Gardner. The potential is there. I see some death with the Jets. I have them third. The Patriots, in my opinion, they are fourth. Jonathan Jones. It's ugly. uh, It's it's, ugly. It's 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 ugly. It's ugly. Jalen Hills has some potential, has some talent, but overall.
0: Malcolm Butler is the number one. It's not 2014 anymore, okay? It's not, oh, my goodness, he's going to pick off somebody at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl again. That's that's not what Malcolm Butler is anymore. He has not been very good in his years with Tennessee. Jalen Mills, I think he's overrated. I'm not a big Jalen Mills guy. I thought the, the contract he got was pretty big, but all contracts are kind of big nowadays, no matter if you're average or not. Jonathan Jones, I hate, because he took a dirty shot at Allen a couple of years ago. Never, I'll never like him again. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, I really got nothing to say. I think I think the Patriots have a bottom five group of corners in the NFL.
1: I, I I will say this: They have a, a kid from Houston who's going to be, in my opinion, a very a, a special talent at special teams. But he's a feisty little guy, Marcus Jones, University of Houston, the cornerback. The Patriots the selected him. he's Patriots selected him in the first round. Little guy, 5'8", eight, but uh, he's a feisty. He's a feisty player. And, and what, I, and what I round I like did him. they take him? The third round. Third, third, third round. round. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So now the safeties. Now this was easy yet hard. Uh, the easy stuff is number one overall, the Buffalo Bills. An all-pro first team and on an all-pro second team in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. And mm-hmm. not to mention Saran Neal, who sometimes plays slot corner. He also plays safety. Mm-hmm. I put him here because I thought he was the best option in mm-hmm. terms of the, the backup. I put three safeties for all teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, John says Sauce made the mistake of talking – about Diggs, he's going to get burnt. He talked about everybody, not just Diggs. He's kind of coming out Jalen Ramsey esque. I think he's trying to come out as the villain, really. But uh, that's a conversation for another day, John. Hey, Rich, Bills number one. I'm assuming you have no arguments.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't even think we should waste too much time on this discussing <laughs> who's number one. Hey, everybody, everybody
0: needs to hear you know yeah. the the good stuff about the Buffalo Bills. Number two, hey, Rich, give me your number two group of safeties or not group. I guess uh,
1: number number in two. terms
0: of depth, in terms of everything that we've been we've been discussing. Number two, who do you got?
1: Yeah, it was this was tough, man. It was two, this three, was, and four are, are different. Two, two, three, and four is tough. I got Miami at number two.
0: Miami at number two is what I have as well. Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe. Yeah. Um, Holland has potential for sure. Eric he's Rowe, the, he's I'm the not, reason.
1: He's the reason yeah, I have him at exactly.
0: two. Exactly. That, that's yeah. why I went with it too. Brandon Jones, I don't know much about. Eric Rowe was with the Patriots for a long time, so I can assume his IQ is pretty high. But I think Javon Holland is a guy who really has a lot of potential. So kind of the reason that I put the Dolphins higher than the uh, New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Hamlin. uh, I I can't say much about Hamlin. I haven't seen much regarding him yet. Uh, Scott, Poyer, Hyde, best duo in the NFL. Keep hearing that, but don't know that much about all other teams. As in, you don't know much about other, like, duos in terms of safeties? Because I don't cool. think there's anybody that matches Poyer and Hyde. If, if that's what you're asking, uh, Scott, I'm not sure. Uh, Lone Wolf, isn't Jaquan Johnson the first safety off the bench for the Bills? I, I believe so. Possibly. But, mm-hmm. but I went with Saran Neal because I think he's the uh, the best player on the list, and he's still listed as a safety on the roster. Mm-hmm. So who do you have third, A-Rich, Patriots or Jets.
1: Uh, I have the Jets at number three.
0: Okay, I have the Jets at number four. Tell me why you have them at number three. Why are they above the Patriots?
1: Uh, I like joining and, and it may
0: be and it may be this much too.
1: <laughs> I mean, just I had to I had to take a I just had to look at the individuals here. I looked at uh the first two guys. I looked at Joyner Whitehead. I looked at the Patriots. I seen Kyle Duggar. I seen McCourty. I was I I wasn't I wasn't impressed. I know McCourty older guy. I think he's a little past his prime uh Lamarcus Joyner when healthy also past his prime I don't know I, I see that's the that's see that's the thing about that's the thing about Lamarcus Joyner I think Lamarcus Joyner when healthy again a lot of these things is when healthy with a lot of players right whatever yeah guy. of course um I I like the pickup I like the addition that's why that's
0: why it's important to rank these as groups and not just as players because if we're ranking players it's a whole different conversation you know what I mean right, guy right some guys are just super injury prone and that happens but go on right. I'm sorry
1: now you're good. Uh, I like the addition of Jordan Whitehead from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that, uh, that the New, England, uh, New York Jets uh, f- did in free agency this year. I think Jordan Whitehead is a safety, uh, a sideline to sideline safety. He brings physicality. He could play the deep middle thirds for the New York Jets. Uh, I really like uh, that Jordan Whitehead acquisition. And LaMarcus Joyner, he's, he flip-flops between corner and safety, but the last time he played safety – uh, I'll have to look on PFF, PFF again, but he was listed as one of the better safeties, rated as one of the better safeties in the NFL before going to the Oakland Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders, and they switched his position to cornerback. So uh, okay. th- the Jets now got him back at safety, at the position he he, he, he was been, used to, he was used to and better at, and I think that's going to matter if he's healthy. So I I got the Jets at number three with with the addition of Whitehead and him.
0: Okay, so kind of for the reason that you have the Jets at three, that's the reason I have them at four. I think that Joyner is just as much in the twilight of his career as Devin McCourty is. Uh, I really like Jabril Peppers, and I think that could be the reason that I put the Patriots over the Jets. Jabril Peppers, one of those Swiss Army knife kind of guys. He can play the slot. He can play play up as a linebacker, and he can play deep as a safety as well. And Kyle Duggar – He's got a little bit of potential. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: I don't think he, you know he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be an all-pro or anything like that. But I think he's I, I would compare him maybe to, to Whitehead before, you said Whitehead was the one who moved to corner?
1: Uh it was it was the Marcus Joyner that moved the corner. He was they moved the Marcus
0: Joyner to corner, really? Wow. Yeah,
1: he was a safety and he moved in the corner. Because I, I remember
0: look. him I remember him on the Rams more than anything. Joyner.
1: And, and I think I think that's when he was a safety. I have yeah. to look it up.
0: He he was he was a safety on the Rams for sure. Mm-hmm. So Patriots and Jets may be close. We got the Bills and the Dolphins at number two and number one, respectfully, into a position group that a lot of people do not discuss, A. Rich, we're going into special teams. Now, in terms of special teams, I'm not going off of punt coverage. I'm not going off a of kick return coverage. I'm not going off of, like, Matikavich and guys who make tackles, though that is important. I don't know that I have enough data to be able to find in terms of who plays special teams for all four teams, who's making the most tackles, who's getting double-teamed to allow people in for the the tackle. It's a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're going kickers, punters, kick returners, punt returners. A Rich, number one in the AFC East in terms of special teams groups, in terms of those positions, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, or Jets, who do you have number one?
1: Wow, Um Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and special teams. See, so what? What? What is most important to you? You know it, that. That's how I base. That's
0: not. That's not the question. The
1: question is, what's most, most important to you? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I want to put the Bills here. You know, I want to put okay. the Bills here. You know, I, I think Matt arises a point. Now, do you think that's fair? I I do think it's fair. I actually do think it's fair.
0: Well, I have the Bills number one as well. Yeah. So Tyler Bass, Matt Arise has got the star next to him because I don't know if he's going to win the uh, battle or not, given how many players we keep for their special teams ability. Yeah, John, I I think special teams is very important for the Bills, and it could be one of the reasons that they're so successful. You don't see them starting, you know, on the 15-yard line anymore. You don't see them with bad field position the way you did for so many years during that drought era. So I think that could be, you know, a reason that the bills have focused so much on special teams, but I want to mention a rich, the bills are high in rankings in in this category because Isaiah McKenzie is listed as the returner kick returner, put returner. Mm -hmm. I saw the bills ranked at number six in my research in terms of these positions that we're discussing here. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be McKenzie returning anymore. And that's why I have a star next to him. I also put Khalil Shakir Tavon Austin Because I don't know what that's going to be. And that's a reason that I had a hard time putting the Bills at number one. But then I went through kickers. And you have Tyler Bass, Jason Sanders, Jake Bailey, or not Jake Bailey, sorry, Nick Folk, and Greg Zuerlein. Now, Greg Zuerlein was great five, six years ago. He's still pretty good, but I think Tyler Bass is the best kicker. I can't say Matt Arise is the best punter, but he is maybe the youngest and definitely has the most potential. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the reason that I went with the Bills number one. Number two is the Miami Dolphins. Now, Jason Sanders is an interesting case, because I had the Dolphins at number one, A-Rich, honestly, and it was because of the addition to Tyreek Hill. Not to mention, Thomas Morstead was an all-pro puncher for the Saints for almost a decade. He was very, very good, and I realized Jason Sanders is not what I thought he was. Do do you think Jason Sanders is a good kicker? Just yes or no? Yes. Over his four seasons – He has two seasons at above 90% and two seasons in the 70s in terms of kick percentage.
1: Okay, so he's definitely definitely inconsistent.
0: Yeah, that really surprised me. I thought he was better than that. And then when I saw that, I had to drop the Dolphins down one spot to the Bills. I think Tyreek Hill is going to play a returning role on this team. He mentioned it, I believe, when when he was traded that he wanted to – to be more involved in the return game, and I don't think Kansas City wanted that for him because they they needed him elsewhere. So I think he's going to play more of a role in that. And then Jalen Waddles also very electric. So I I think that the Dolphins come in at number two in this list.
1: Ah, uh, you know what? Because you have Tyreek Hill and Jail. Because at first I was like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Are they going to be consistently in the return game? And if Jalen are- Waddle
0: was was the punt returner last year.
1: Yeah. And, and, okay. And Tyreek Hill's a kicker. So if that's the case, man, if Jalen Waddle was the punt returner and Tyreek Hill has half a season being a kicker returner, you have to put him at one. Really? <laughs> you would have to put him at one. We I no, va- they, I value they, they return be- more than more than bass, bass kicking and reason punting. I'm sorry, no, Tyreek Hill and no, Jalen Waddle is a let. No, they they can change the whole complexion of a ball game just like okay in the blink of an eye. So that that okay. That's a, but but that's if that's the case, if
0: that if that's the case. You play the Miami Dolphins twice a year, maybe three if you meet him in the playoffs. But originally, it's going to be twice twice a year. I would say during those games, hey, guess what? Isaiah McKenzie's playing returner. <laughs> we need we need better field position in, in games like this to, to flip the field. At three, a rich, I'm going Patriots. Now, this was hard because the Patriots and the Jets kind of match up here. So, Jake Bailey's the punter. Nick Folk, the kicker. Time outcomer, Jacoby Myers, returner. Jacoby Myers does not impress me at all. In terms of anything, he's an NFL player, better than me, I'll say that. But mm-hmm. in terms of his returnability, I, I don't see anything. Nick Folk, he's okay. I don't have any problems with him. Jake Bailey's a pretty good punter, and the reason I put the Patriots over the Jets is because Ty Montgomery. I think he he has he still has something left in the tank in terms of returning. I know he have returned a little bit in Green Bay, so I put the Patriots here. There's not much to discuss in terms of this. It's just. We know players' names. We know how they did last season. We know their ages, like Nick Folk, and then the Jets kicker, Greg Zwerlein, are old guys, right? They're on the decline. Braden Mann, good punter. Braxton Berrios. Hey, Rich, do you know who Zonovan Knight is?
1: I have no clue who Zonovan Knight is. No. Clue. Thank you. I don't no even clue. know what position he plays. <laughs> I, have, so... I have no clue who Zonovan Knight is, but I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I have the Jets third and the Patriots fourth here.
0: Okay, why? How,
1: how do you have the New York Jets fourth and they have the the first team all-pro kick and punt returner on their team? Like I he's a he's a first team all-pro player in Braxton Barrios on special teams. Uh, I got he's better than he's better than Ty Montgomery at special teams in my opinion. I have the Jets at 3,
0: hmm.
1: Patriots at 4. Because of Braxton Berrios. There's a reason why they resigned. I him. did
0: not know Braxton Berrios was an all-pro, to yeah, be honest first, with you. First
1: team all-pro, bro.
0: Okay. Okay. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So, the title of the video is mm. Ranking Head Coaches and mm. More. And, A. Mm. Hey, Rich, I hear, I hear you, buddy. I hear you getting all ready for this discussion. But I'm telling you, this isn't just about going into next year. This is about the head coaches' careers and potential moving forward, what they can get out of their roster, not to mention their all-time career win-loss percentage. Well, if you're gonna do how, that, it's
1: obvious. It's obvious and, if you do a career.
0: And Okay, if you want to go season, you can go season, A-Rich. These are your rules, not mine. I don't care. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A couple shout-outs here. We got Let's Talk out here, and John is commenting like crazy. Appreciate you, John. Thank you very much. Hey, rich even if we're talking going into next season, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Bill Belichick is number one. It's not just because he's won six Super Bowls. It's not just because he has the highest winning percentage in the NFL at a .720. It's not because his career record is 290 and 143. It's because on a consistent basis, he fields a winning football team. No matter what's going on around him, no matter who's going to be the offensive coordinator, he's going to get the most out of all of his players, and they're going to be impressive in a way. They made the playoffs last year. That was insane that they made the playoffs with Mac Jones. Now, I understand Mac Jones was very accurate in areas and la da 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 That was not expected of the Patriots going into the season last year. I know a lot of people had them written off. So the reason I'm putting Bill Belichick here, and I'm going to raise it one further, a Rich, because I want to hear your argument with this. Have you ever watched a New England Patriots game and said, Wow, Bill Belichick just got out coached. Mm. I can't say that I have, and that's why Sean McDermott's at number two.
1: Mm. Now that that that's a mic drop right there. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. I like uh, that, that kind I'll of, for sure.
0: I'll for sure be clipping that one on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I like that one. That put some stain in my argument, but I'm still gonna argue anyways. I have okay. now I have. You have Sean you have McDermott. Mike McDaniel at number one. <laughs> I have I have him at four actually, but I have Sean McDermott. I have Sean McDermott at number one. Now we all know the obvious Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of, you know, of all time, if not the greatest of all time. We know he's the man. We know career wise he is the obvious number one. But for me, it's what have you done lately? And what has happened lately, the last two years is that Sean McDermott is 24 and nine. And two AFC East titles the last two years, while Bill Belichick is 17 and 16 his last two years. Now, even if you want to take it a step further and and go to the last five years since Sean McDermott was with the Buffalo Bills, you have Sean McDermott at a 49 and 32 record, and I believe you have Bill Belichick at 53 and 28. I believe that's a three or a three or four game difference in the last five years. Now, three of those five years, Bill Belichick had, uh, had Tom Brady and uh, Sean McDermott had Tyrod Taylor one year, and he had to deal with rookie Josh Allen another year. He had to deal with that progression. So mm-hmm. when, I, when, I, when I think about those things, uh, Sean McDermott, ever since he's come to the Buffalo Bills and started coaching, is not far away from Bill Belichick. Record wise, he he's well, not me, far let away let me, from let me, let me give you, Bill Bill you Sean
0: McDermott's numbers because I gave you Belichick's numbers. Sean McDermott, mm-hmm. forty nine and thirty two, and a point six zero five winning percentage. Of course, two two AFCs titles, mm-hmm. no Super Bowls as of yet. Mm-hmm. I I like the argument, I do, but 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 the reason that I can't put McDermott number one is there's been too many times, too many instances when you say, hey. If Sean McDermott could have done this differently, the Bills could have won. It's happened against the Chiefs at least twice. It's happened in big moments. It's happened in moments where it can't be happening, right? Because can can you say, okay, let's go, let's go to the Bills Chiefs playoff game? Because it, you know, it's just always a talking point for us. Mm-hmm. Do do you think coaching is is the reason that the Bills made a comeback there at the end? The reason that Gabriel Davis had two hundred yards and on eight receptions and four touchdowns? I I think that it could have been, but I think a lot of that was due to the talent on the field. I think coaching mm-hmm. matters a lot, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. Like I can't put McDermott over Belichick yet. May maybe I'll t- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, and I can come to an agreement with you. If the Patriots disappoint and the Bills win another AFC's title, I think I could put them over him at that point. But they'd have to disappoint because Belichick has proven to get the best out of his guys each and every time. Mm -hmm. Look at the Bills against the division over the last two years. One loss. One Mm -hmm. loss to the New England Patriots, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Everything else has been smooth sailing in in Mm -hmm. terms. So I think it's close. If, if you want to talk all time, we know it's Bill Belichick. If you want to talk current, maybe you can go McDermott if you're like A. Rich, but I I can't quite do it yet. I would love to. I would I love know. to. But I can't quite do it yet. Number three, number three and four, I think it, it's pretty It's pretty easy, A. Rich. Mm-hmm. Bob Sala, Robert Sala, whatever you want to call him. You know, he was hyped up a lot. And every every Jets coach is because it's New York and, you know, that's just how it goes, but Really hasn't impressed me, at least thus far. And number four is the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, because he has never coached in the NFL as a head coach. Um, So, John, I agree with you here, and and, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because you you came up with an argument for Akeem, because Akeem couldn't come up with an argument for himself. So that's okay. (laughs) But there's been more instances where Sean McDermott has been outcoached than just one game. And I will say this was a big situation. This was a playoff game. But as much as he was outcoached, he was outplayed, out talented on the field. I don't I don't think it was the play calls that was leading to the Bills beating the Patriots the way that they did. It was due to Josh Allen. It was due to Dawson Knox. It was due to Stephon Diggs. It was due to Devin Singletary. I'm pretty sure he had a really good game against the Patriots in that game. So as much as, as coaching will play a part and as much as it does, I don't know that I can go coaching completely in that game. And I think... In more in more games, Sean McDermott has been outcoached than Bill Belichick has been. Say so, hey, Rich, we've discussed all of the position groups on the team, including special teams, including head coaches, in terms of the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. I can tell you this we know the Bills have the number one in, in most areas. We know the Jets have the number four in most areas, and then the Patriots and Dolphins kind of split between two and three in terms of positional groups that we've ranked. So the boring question, who finishes first? Uh, The Buffalo Bills are going to finish first in the AFC East. I don't think there's any, any argument uh, to that. So one loss and a 50, 60 mile per hour windstorm. Yes, Daniel, they, they should have lost in, in in quite, uh, quite frankly in the last two games versus New England, Belichick couldn't stop Josh. Josh owns Belichick. He also beat Josh with, with Tom Brady, of course, Tom, Tom Brady, what, <laughs> John? I, I'm, I'm confused. Not, not despite the coach, G-Long. I just think that if you're going to argue to me that you get outcoached, it has to be more of a competitive game. I think it has to be like, hey, what, what could Belichick have done differently in that game to win? You know what I mean? I, I think in every way, the Bills were better. The quarterback was playing better. The running back was playing better. The offensive line was playing better. There were better play calls by the coordinator. Like, everything was kind of just going in the Bills' way. Once Micah Hyde intercepted that ball, momentum turned around. We can talk about that all the time. But, hey, Rich, who's finishing first in the AFC East? And tell me why it's the New York Jets. <laughs>
1: first in the AFC East is the our Buffalo Bills for the third consecutive season, AFC East title. Buffalo Bills. I agree. I will
0: say it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder than it was last year. And they have to be aware that they cannot be losing games to teams that they should not be losing games to. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They cannot be dropping games to the Jags or to the Cardinals like they did a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. We got Jim out here. Jim, great to see you. Thanks for coming out. Renaissance Man says – Wanna see how good Belichick is without having the greatest quarterback to ever live? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people want to see that, uh Renaissance man, and, and we're seeing it currently. I don't think he's having the same level of success, but I think he's still proving that without Belichick, I don't think Brady does what he did. I think you I, I'm not for the argument that one's better than the other. Okay. Like. Appreciate it while you can. And not us. We can't appreciate it. We're Bills fans. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. My point is, didn't uh Brandon BB B- also have oh Bill Belichick. I-, I thought you meant Brandon B and John. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: of course, of course he did. And and that's always gonna be a discussion. I mean, quarterbacks win Super Bowls nowadays. I don't think I don't think it's the defense winning Super Bowls the way that it used to be, right, A Rich? If you don't have a franchise guy, chances are the Super Bowl may not be coming your way. Mm-hmm. So second in the AFC East, and I think we're going to agree here, it's going to be the Miami Dolphins. What do you think? I disagree. Really?
1: I think I think the, uh, you think
0: the Patriots are going for their second.
1: Uh no. The, I the, I the, no! I think the I think I think I think the New York Jets no, are going to finish second. No,
0: you're lying to me. <laughs> you're lying to me. <laughs> you're just trying to get me heated.
1: Oh man. No, I no. Uh, in all reality, yes, I do have the Miami Dolphins finish in second.
0: Miami Dolphins second. Yep. New England Patriots third. Yeah. And fourth. Yes.
1: It's going to be the New be York Jets. Jet. But I, I tell you, I, I, was, I, was, I was hesitant, man. The Patriots, I wouldn't be surprised if Patriots finished last this year.
0: Really? Okay. I,
1: okay. I really wouldn't be surprised. So yeah.
0: there's a second question here. Mm-hmm. How many playoff teams are in the AFC East? Because the AFC is better than the NFC in, in every way. In the NFC, there may be five good teams, and everything else in terms of playoffs is a mystery. In the AFC – there are good teams that are going to miss out. You look at the AFC West, right? Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Those teams could all make the playoffs realistically. I don't yep. think they can though, because there's only there could only be three teams that get out of that, right? Because one division winner and then two, and then if the two wild card spots, there mm-hmm. would still be one missing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the AFC West is stacked. Mm-hmm. The AFC North possibly two playoff teams afc who am i missing south i guess you could say too if, if derrick henry wants to stay healthy but i think the the colts are going to take that division quite easily do you think the miami dolphins are going to sneak into the playoffs
1: oh man it it, it yeah.
0: I think so, it's a very hard question.
1: I, I think it's a very, very difficult question. If I and we're have to, talking
0: on paper. Th- this is going to be a better question in week seven, week eight of the NFL season.
1: So if I have to think about it off the top of my head right now, I I say no. I don't think. I think it's going to be one playoff team, and that's the Bills.
0: <laughs> Just because of Tua. Is that why?
1: (laughs) Uh I I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of what Jim said and what you said. Uh because one because of tour and two, the AFC is just so loaded, man. Just think you just said you just you have the Raiders and you have the Raiders, you have the Chiefs, you have the you have the Chargers, you have the Broncos. Well, well,
0: Well let's let's just go, right? So Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals. I don't know if we're going to put the Browns up there. Uh, Ravens.
1: Browns are stacked, man.
0: Okay. If Deshaun plays. If Deshaun plays.
1: If, if Deshaun plays, yes. If he doesn't, no. We put it like that's, that. Wild that's card. eight
0: already. Indianapolis, Tennessee. We're up to 10. <laughs> Miami. That's 11.
1: Okay. So, I, I mean. I, I think Miami's better than Indianapolis. I think Miami's better than but, Tennessee. But,
0: but Indianapolis can win the division and get in. Miami can't.
1: Okay, so let's so let's take out so let's take out division winners. Let's assume. Okay. Let's okay. assume Bills. So if we're
0: taking out division
1: winners. have Chargers. You gonna put Chargers there? So Chargers,
0: Raiders, Broncos, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Ravens Raiders. That's seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: insane. That's those- absolutely insane.
1: That all those teams, the best teams I heard was possibly the Chargers and the Ravens.
0: Really? You you're still putting the Ravens up. I man, I always think the Ravens are gonna fall. I think always so? think that I always think they're gonna get worse. But man, sometimes they just don't. Harbaugh is a really good coach. And coach. I, and I think I think I'm sick of saying that they're gonna fall. Yeah, but I but I still don't see them performing the, the, the way they did. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a Lamar hater. I really don't know. But it's going to be close. Hopefully, of course, the Bills come out on top in the division. That's what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. We're expecting another AFC East crown. We're expecting a pass in the wild card round. Expecting to win, win, and win some more. Get us that Super Bowl A, Rich. We appreciate all you guys for coming out today to the conflict of interest. Before you go, please leave a go Bills in the comment for us. And a rich sign us off as always, buddy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, a rich I mean Richins, the real Dan Kelly. If you don't it's know, it's hot as hell, hot as hell, <laughs> uh, Everybody, be safe out there. I hear it's going to be a uh, some type of heat wave going on, especially on uh, at least on my side of my my area, my my region is going. Yeah, heat
0: tomorrow is rough in Buffalo too. So
1: yeah, everybody, be safe, stay hydrated. Uh, uh, once again, go Bills, man. We have a lot of things uh picking up. Uh, Billsology will be back this week. Myself, uh, uh DM three, Dave Myers, this week, nine PM. Billsology will be back on the Bills and Buffalo Network. I'm excited. What? From-
0: what? 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 Billsology is back. Yes, That's yes. great news for the brand. Happy yes. to hear it, buddy. I'm excited to tune
1: in. Yes. Hey, man, big things coming. The season is coming. Expect a lot of content coming from Bill, Bills, in Buffalo. Spe- expect a lot of content coming from myself, Dan Kelly, conflict of interest. Uh, we can't wait, man. The season, hey. the season is underway and uh, we are happy to be here to, uh, to discuss the entire season. Go bills, conflict of interest. Dan, have anything else when we get out of here?
0: Follow us on Twitter at the real Dan Kelly at King underscore mm-hmm. nine, eight, seven. And, Go Bills. I'll see you guys next week. It's super hot.
1: Go Bills, ladies and gentlemen.